Welcome to ERM Perspectives, the show dedicated to credit union enterprise risk management. If you're interested in hearing perspectives on enterprise risk management directly from the people who do ERM at credit unions, you've got the best seat in the house. I work with credit unions every day so they can have their ideal enterprise risk management program. I'm your host, David Seibert. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to this episode of ERM Perspectives. This podcast is where my guests and I get to talk about enterprise risk management. We talk about building risk management capabilities, and we talk about managing risk so that we can achieve the strategy. But with everything, there are limitations of what we can do. For example, we have to rely on assumptions about how well our governance processes and controls and procedures all work. We assume a level of effectiveness and wait for that after the fact audit for assurance of those governance processes. But what would our world be like if we didn't have to make those assumptions? How would our risk profiles look if we knew in real time how effective our governance is? And this is what we'll be talking about on the show today. I'm very happy to have a special guest today, Christine Sani. Christine is the founder and CEO of Sybil. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And I'm Absolutely. very much looking, looking forward to what we get to talk about today. We have a lot of cool things to talk about. But first, yeah. why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Christine? Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation around governance. It's such a critical piece to today and to society and to helping build that trust in the marketplace. But a little bit about my background. I started off in technology over a decade ago, advising and consulting on what some would consider very complex technologies, your SaaS products, and specifically in telecommunications, so a very regulated industry, and advising into regulated industries how technology could be used to solve problems. In the latter half of my career, I've had an incredible opportunity to advise and consult other practitioners, MSP, IT advisors, IT consultants on how to build out their business, their practice through different channels and build relationships with these key technology providers as they sell into and advise into regulated industries. And so over my career, I have become more and more aware of how technology creates impact. And that it's less about the technology and more about the result that it's going to deliver. And when you start to look at the result and what's being delivered, you're left with, oh, it's the consumer <laughs> that matters most, right? Yeah. That's on the other end of that. And what impact and experience are you creating for the human being? That is what moves me. I'm so deeply passionate about that picture, right? And so in 2018, I actually delivered my first keynote called Chasing the Impact in a Competitive Market. And really that was to compel the audience to see the other side of the table, right? To understand why they were there. What experience were they looking to create for their consumers? And wouldn't the world be a better place, right? Yeah. If we could think about that outcome. So that's really what, you know, if we transition to just a little bit, that's what really brought me into Sybil's vision and how 
there was question, okay, do we build Sybil? Do we build an end-user consumer, you know, B2C product or do we build a B2B product? And we chose to go with the latter, which is to help those entities that already have the consumers, that already have the members and the people that are experiencing their brand and their products. How can we help them serve people better and create better outcomes? So you start to ask that question, you work all the way backwards to, oh, it's about the policies and the procedures. It's the governance that requires a clear understanding of how well it's working in real time. So that in real time, you can be proactive about creating better experiences for your consumers. So I've seen so many different technologies. I love technology, but where I see, you know, my work going is to continue to create uh, technology that can create better results for the human. Wow. That's wonderful, Christine. Thank you for walking us through that. I really love how you started out in technology. You were probably really deep in the tech, but now you've been able to now focus on the outcomes and yes. the customer and the member. And that's truly why we do everything we do, right? Is to have Everyone. that positive, yeah, have that positive effect. Absolutely. I think that really lines up very well with the credit union industry, of course, being so focused on the members, the membership, being a cooperative entity owned by those members. And so today we get to talk about governance and really take that concept full circle to show how it impacts the entire membership and members. And we're really looking forward to what we yes, talk I'm about excited. Today. <laughs> yeah. So I've already introduced that we're going to talk about governance. You've talked a little bit about governance in your background. So let's dive in a little bit. So sure. what tell us about Sybil. What is governance? What is proof of governance? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with Sybil. What is Sybil? Sybil at the core is a governance innovation company. And so we are innovating, thinking, asking those sort of first principle questions. Mm. Where can governance be improved to create better results? Um, so we are always going to be looking at governance, looking at policy, procedures, process control to assist and really enhance compliance teams, compliance programs, regulators, their ability to create more impactful, effective policy and give them that. Um, the other piece of Sybil is to act as a governance partner to regulated industries. And so the core, we are governance innovation company to the market, to regulated industries, we are your governance partner. Now, what is governance? Let's level set there, right? Because there are so many different definitions of governance. And I think it's incredibly important to um, have your understanding of your governance because it's, it can be different depending upon the industry or the regulation, right? But I think there is a common ground of understanding that governance begins with the rules and standards mm. written in the form of policies, procedures, processes, controls, those things that are directly controlling a specific area of your business. What Sybil has done as a governance innovation company is say, we can't stop there, right? Mm -hmm. We can't stop with the static policy, the contextual document, the Excel sheet of do this, then do this. 
right? We can't stop there. We have to expand the definition of governance to include that real-time measurement, the corrective or proactive action, mm. and proof of effectiveness. We'll talk about why that's so, 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 so important in a moment, but it is that expanding of taking your static policies, which do govern it with intent, right? I'm writing this policy with the intent that I'm gonna be in compliance with, say for example, Reg Z, right? Um, I have that intent. And so this is the way we're going to execute. And procedurally, this is what we're going to do. But the intent can be lost in a dynamic world. So how do we, which leads me over to proof of governance, how do we take static policies that may not be touched for six, 12 months, maybe two years or three years, it just depends on the industry. Um, how do we take those static policies and transform them into dynamic improvement. How can I take a compliance team and the analyst and the compliance officers ultimately responsible for saying, okay, here's our risk. This is where we are. How can we improve and enhance and serve that seat? Mm. See, right. so it always goes back to the human for me, right? So it's always about service. And so proof of governance is really that service piece, mm. which is why we say we're governance partner to you. Yeah. Sybil is not here to say, Oh, if you don't use civil, you're going to, you know, get fined. You're going to fail. You know, <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to sell in that way. Um, civil is very specific in the role that we want to play to regulated industries. And that is to be of service independently and without bias mm. to give you real time understanding of how well you're governed. Mm. And so proof of governance is then the method. It's a method, it's a programmatic system for proving governance wellness mm -hmm. by analyzing the effectiveness of your policies mm -hmm. in real time. And so that, when you look at, okay, we're governance innovation, we're governance partner to the market, this is governance, we agree with you, it starts with your policies and procedures and your people, but you have to expand that into with measurement action and proof of effectiveness and though okay so here's an additional piece of service to you mm. where now you have the method for proving that all of those things are working for the betterment of what you're looking to create as a business it's exciting it's very exciting <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> yeah thank you so much for sharing that i absolutely you know when you and i first met months ago and you explained this to me i was just so enamored by that everything you're doing right away, just everything you're doing, yeah. transforming governance from this static yes. entity to a dynamic entity, and then being able to, in real time, just know if it's a f how effective it is. And to our point earlier, what's the outcome? Yes. And how are we affecting people? So it's really transforming governance. And that just, I just love that so much. I told you it was exciting, right? Yep. Like this is... <laughs> <laughs> it is exciting. And I think I'll level set and say policies, procedures, you know, looking at regulation may not be exciting for everyone. Yeah. But I think when you are, and I just want to give a shout out to your compliance officers, to your risk managers, um, to your analysts, your BSA, your AML, like yeah. who are looking at some of these things to protect consumers. Your role is so important, mm. right? 
And so Sybil is so excited to have the opportunity to lead in that space and say, we see you, we hear you, we know that you're looking at massive amounts of data and trying to use gut and assumption to truly understand if what we're doing is effective. This is what Sybil will bring to the market. Mm, that's great. Yeah, thank you for pointing out those roles and all the hard work they do and how Sybil is there to partner and Absolutely. make life better for them. Yeah. So another thing about our partnership, I one of the things that really excited me when we started talking is that how it's how Sybil fits into my risk governance and strategy ecosystem. Because every time I'm in an engagement with a client, there's this ecosystem of risk governance and strategy. And of course, enterprise risk management interfaces very deeply, of course, with the strategy. That's yes. obvious. There's the strategy, there's risk. How much risk should we take? What right. risk is there to achieve the strategy? And the other piece that that we're always working with is the governance piece of it. What decisions need to be made? Who's making those decisions? What controls are in place? The whole governance side. But if you look at all three of those, there's plenty of attention to strategy. Um, yeah. There's a decent amount of attention now to risk management, but the governance side of it is the one that we just leave to the wayside and have, it, it's a little bit left for granted. So Sybil and what you're doing is going to shine a much needed light on the governance side of it. And I'm really excited about how Sybil fits into this ecosystem. And I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that, yeah, I think we need to, we need to pick up the ball with governance here. Yeah, absolutely. I think you bring up some excellent points because what you're describing is I'm writing the playbook, right? I'll, we're in sports season. I'll go there okay. just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've got this playbook. We're in the game, right? And we're we are focused on delivering these results and keeping in mind that these policies aren't living outside of a bigger picture, right? Every institution has um, a focus, right? Uh, an end result, a mission to achieve. And so now you've got this playbook of, to your point, how do we manage our risk? How much risk are we willing to take on? you have all of these decisions that need to be made. By the time you've put policy, procedure, process in place, controls in place, and now you've trained you know, personnel on these things, new processes, you've issued um, you know, a playbook, a manual, right? And then you get to the point where you've got to audit, okay, how well are all these things working? Yeah. It's almost asking to put the cart before the horse. How do you ask in real time, is it working, right? If you're busy training and you're busy getting something approved. And so what we're saying at Civil is that you do need that independent eye, right? You do need that independent analysis, unbiased to understand in real time. And I'll give you an example of this, perhaps, that say you have a policy around, you know, crediting of payment, right? And so what that means is that when a, you know, consumer account has you know issued a payment to their account the institution there's policy procedure around okay if the date on the data receipt right that payment should be credited to the account and if it's not procedurally credited to that account it shouldn't incur a negative fee or fine to the customer when they were on time Right. And so that policy is written and everyone agrees to it and we put it in place. And that is, you know, to be in compliance with Reg Z Truth and Lending. And so 
Well, what happens is your analyst sitting with every single person, right, in that department <laughs> and saying, okay, did you credit? Did you credit? Did you credit? Yeah. So it's almost asking, you know, a human now to become a computer, right? Yeah. Your analysts are not designed to, in real time, comprehend an overall picture of the data because the data is happening in real time. So you need that piece. And this is why Sybil designed proof of governance to be programmatic. We didn't say, okay, we're going to be an audit company or mm -hmm. we're going to be, we're going to hire a bunch of analysts to do this work. No, it needed to be programmatic so it could be in real time, understanding when did the payment come in? Okay, I see when it came in. When was it credited? I see when it was credited. And what does my policy say, mm. right? And so you can understand the correlation between the intent and the outcome in real time programmatically. Mm. And so we're going to continue at Civil to continue to innovate around that real time analysis, around that real time measurement so that we serve, I go back to that service word again, being your governance partner, we serve your analysts with real-time mm. root cause analysis of why the policy is not effective, right, in yeah. its current form, yeah. and how you can improve and enhance it. And so having that real-time eye to help you understand that allows you to be proactive. Why wait for an audit to tell you? This isn't working when you can learn in real time. And then now when you get to your audit, we're very aware of what decisions we've made, how well we're governing, how effective our policies are. Here you go, examiner. And that's what's really exciting about us working together with credit unions and other institutions. Right. Yeah. I think that paints a good picture of kind of the state of governance today. You know, what are those limitations? Well, again, it's back to, it's just so static right now. Right. And because it's static, we just have limitations and there's a lot of opportunity for improvement. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. I think w when I think about the risk assessment process, the typical risk assessment process is we'll look at a risk and we'll say, this is the inherent risk, no mm -hmm. controls in place, but then we'll analyze the controls that are in place. What are the policies? What are the procedures? What are the controls? They're either they're automatic, they're administrative, we have controls. And then we will attempt to determine what the current, the actual residual risk is today. But to do that, we have to make assumptions on those controls. Are they right. working? Are they in place? Do they right. even exist? And we, again, have to do that based on assumptions, but we can rely on internal audit results, but those happen infrequently. Uh, right. We can rely on errors and mistakes and know that, oh, somebody went back and fixed the control because we had a bunch of errors. But again, we do inherent risk. What are the controls? What's our residual risk? And there's a lot of assumptions in there. So if we can take that assumption out of there about how well governance is working, right. then our risk assessments, the efficacy of the risk assessment itself will improve greatly because we have real-time information. Yep. Yeah, and, and that information is data. So what you're talking about is the data piece. And so we are living in a big data world. I think when we talk about the challenges, if you have a team of five or 500, it is still not possible for a human to be able to analyze all of this big data that is coming in. 
the more data and digital transformation our institutions have, the more efficiency that they are attempting to create, mm. right? And so digital transformation is about transformation. No one does digital transformation without an end goal. So the end goal is to gain more market share and to also curate and nurture existing relationships. We call this retention, right? Customer retention. Um, we, in order to do that and to meet the consumers and members where they are, you have to know how to serve them. And so you need the insight and intel, the data, right, to do that. And so what it says is if you're going through digital transformation, your analysts and your core team, that risk and compliance team has to be able to understand that data better, right? And so it is acknowledging that this is a limitation, right? But it's also saying it's a limitation. But if you have someone that is sitting outside, independent, without bias, how do you remove assumptions? You take away the bias from mm. it, right? There's the subjectiveness from right. it. And so it, it, it does go down to, are you collecting data? Are you collecting the right data? Are you receiving insightful data, actionable data that yeah. you can use to better serve your people? Right. Yeah, that's right. So you've, you did kind of walk us through an example about a member making a deposit and all that. Let's talk a little bit more, a little bit deeper about how Sybil works. You've also talked about how Sybil is kind of that is independent yeah. and relying on that data. And then that brings in the concept of trust. And I know that's a very important yeah. concept to you, yeah. Christine. Yes, yes. Uh, and it is to everybody. Yes. So let's talk a little bit more about how Sybil works or how proof of governance works with this data to provide independence and trust. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll start with how it works. And I'll explain this perhaps in just six steps. So let's start with one policy, hmm. right? I will take one step back and say Sybil is completely agnostic. And so we are only here to prove governance, wellness, right? And so governance is written in those forms of policies and procedures. So we are looking at policy. You take a policy that is authored by, say, for example, a credit union as, say, a Red Sea policy. And so they've authored the policy. They're responsible ultimately for managing and implementing these controls and policies. So you've offered that policy with the intent to be in compliance with regulation or the intent to be in compliance with overall corporate governance that you have in place. Yeah. And then you implement that policy through procedures and process. Step two of this is then Sybil will ingest that policy. We ingest that policy, digitizing that policy. So now perhaps you gave it to us contextually, but now that is embedded into your instance of our software. And so in that ingestion, we are now understanding the intent behind the policy. What does the policy say? Does the policy say that this action can only be performed in X amount of times in a 24 hour period? Like what is the intent behind that policy? And then in understanding that intent, Sybil moves back to the data. Okay, so what does the data show, right? And here's where we become really independent. I want to say that Sybil is not an attestation tool. We are not a GRC attestation tool. We're not allowing the end user to go in and attest to something mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. And we've not integrated into that. So that third piece is integrating into the data that is being generated under the governance of that policy. 
right? So say you have a policy on transactions, well, we want to see not the PII, we don't need that information, but we want to see the metadata of that, that transaction. And so now we've integrated directly into that core system or data warehouse to analyze that data, measure the outcome, and measure the policy effectiveness. We go then to step four, which is now that we've analyzed, we can bubble up actionable insights, Mm. right? And so now those actionable insights can be reviewed. They're fact-based, meaning we can see exactly where this didn't happen or this did happen, right? And so now you've got root cause, you've got root cause. We are measuring the policy for effectiveness when we see these things procedurally being skipped or when we see these things happening outside of your intended controls, then we can report that back. And so step five is your team can now take action. They're empowered to take action to make those you know, corrections, train that specific department, right? And I don't want, and I say this, I shared this in a recent presentation that I gave, this fifth piece is so critical, right? If I go back to the definition of governance with measurement, action, and proof of effectiveness, that Mm. action is so, so, so important because now you get to be better in your governance, right? You get to drive better governance and ultimately have better outcomes. And what Sybil has done is automated governance wellness reviews. Mm. Yeah. So we're not waiting for that audit. (laughs) We're not waiting for the after audit results, right? Or the exams coming up, we've got to figure out where we are, what policies, like what policy are expired, what, which ones are still active. Did those controls ever get put in place? Do they work? (laughs) You know, asking all those questions. And when I said earlier, we're agnostic, we're also domain agnostic. So if a credit union said, I want to get better, um, I want to establish proof of governance specifically for our membership services. Mm. There could be policies and procedures there where they're now they can take that proof of governance, which is the last piece, and build that credibility and trust with their consumers. And so that is the last piece of it, which is we've now taken the insights, the governance wellness insights, and immutably recorded those to a private blockchain or private immutable ledger Mm. for the institution. Mm. And so now when they go into reporting, when they sit with the board, when they are preparing to be acquired, when they are preparing to be listed, right? On an exchange, whatever they are preparing to do, first starting internally with, we know how well we're governing to being able to speak that to the market That's a whole other story and it's a powerful story. And I will tell you, as we researched and we were um, in the early days of Sybil, it became very apparent in the research that people want more. Hmm. They expect more. They are more aware that you should do what you say you're doing by them, right? And there's been so much impact, so many stories, right? Civil is solving one of those problems we just don't have to make up, which is so, which you're right. I mean, it's like, we don't have to convince someone that 
would proof of governance be really good idea, <laughs> right? For in, in finance or, you know, in, in legal or yeah. in healthcare or, you know, telecommunications, oh. right? To be able to digitally traverse in a digital verse society as a consumer, we know that World Economic Forum shares and highlights some of these statistics. Over 5 billion people lack equitable access to the mm -hmm. digital trail, but yeah. you have credit unions and fintechs and all of these other innovators out there innovating to serve these people better, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so in order to serve all people better, you have to have a way to be able to establish that immutable proof, that unbiased proof that you are doing what you say you're doing and you have this governance wellness and you're improving. And we're not, you know, we want to see up and to the right. We want to see the wellness. We want to see the maturation. We want entities to enhance and digitally transform, but still maintain a level of awareness of how well the governance is working for their people. You can make better decisions. You can serve people better. And that's, that is what is so exciting. But we are very committed at Sybil to helping all logos, whoever becomes customer to Sybil, build the ability, mature in your governance to serve all people. Wow. That's so yeah. wonderful. That is exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. I tell you what, Christine, thank you so much for walking us through those six steps because Absolutely. you know what I'm going to do when this podcast is released, I'm going to go back myself and I'm going to listen to that section again, <laughs> because I just love hearing you talk about how this all works and just how impactful right. it is. And I really love how you said, we're not a solution in search of a problem. I mean, no. that is not the case at all. So no. well, that's great. Another thing that I wanted to mention to tie this back to risk management is at first when I started hearing about the data and the ability to detect in real time, it makes me think of key risk indicators, which is a really important function in enterprise risk management. And it's nice to be able to track key risk indicators and be able to trend on those and really help the organization understand how much risk do we have? Where's that risk? How's it trending? But with Sybil, and it being in real time, right. it's really kind of an after the fact, oh, by the way, we happen to have these things, these issues came up. Sybil provided us with recommendations on how to fix it right away. So the team already fixed it. And now we're back to within tolerance. We're back to where we need to be. And all that happened in between the cycle of having to report key risk indicators. Right. Again, and that just changes the game. It changes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it empowers. And I think it's so, so, so important as we come to market and take on the responsibility of educating this new approach to this new approach, a better way to drive better governance, that the key players that I highlighted earlier, you, yeah. enterprise risk management experts that come in and serve in the capacity that you do, the compliance officer, the analysts, yeah. the VPs of risk management, the directors, the managers, all working to help. Um, some institutions are multi-jurisdictional. They've got multiple layers mm -hmm. of policies, multiple departments that are creating this compliance engine, but it all comes down to Sybil is not designed to remove the compliance program mm -hmm. or those key team members. 
Um, we want our consumers to look to Sybil to say, hey, they care about us doing better. They yeah. care about us winning. They care about us excelling and being able to deliver upon our mission, our promise to yeah. our consumers. Right. And so they're going to give us insight, right? And they're going to give it to us in real time so that we can take real action. And I think that vision of the partnership that we have has graciously allowed us to reach out. And I just, there's so many people that I have to thank, but to you and to experts there, you know, in these target markets that we're very keen with working with, we hear them. We understand the challenges that they are faced with. And we also acknowledge together that, of course, if I'm assuming a level of effectiveness, anything I render is subjective, yeah. right. right? And so is there something that can help us factually make a sound decision mm -hmm. around what is going to be best for the organization. So it's one of those things you scratch your head and you're like, oh, okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> No, has anyone attempted to solve this piece? Because I do think we have a very specific niche. We're talking about proof of governance to help institutions establish trust at all layers, right? That's your consumers, that's your investors, that those are organizations that you want to sell to that are going to acquire you, right? That's to the exchanges that may want to list you, right? So all layers of trust to move your organization forward. It's, again, it's exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. I really like the focus on the result and the end members and because you keep bringing that up because it's so important. Yeah. And when you and I started talking, that that helped us gel together and decide that we wanted to work together. Absolutely. But yeah, I think this is a good point in time to mention that I am a channel partner for Sybil. Very excited about that. And I wanted everyone to know that we are in this relationship. So as you're listening to what we're talking about today, and if you have any interest, any questions about this, please reach out to me. I'll answer those questions, talk with you about it and get you in touch with the right people. So very happy to be a channel partner with Sybil. Yeah. And we're happy to have you. Thank um, you. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about a lot of things. I mean, amazing. And we just kind of wrapped up how it works. How does, so if a credit union shows interest and we talk and we have some initial conversations and they say, yeah, let's take it to the next step. What does that look like for them? I think that would be interesting to talk about. Yeah. So that kicks us into our customer journey and yeah. we are very consultative right? So we want to work with the team to help them understand where their priorities are and, or where their priorities will be based on what they have available. So there's some key components that we will need. Of course, we need the policies and the procedures, but we also need the data, right? And so we're in that consultation, understanding is the right data being collected around where they want to establish proof of governance. So it starts off with really that introductory discovery call. And absolutely, they can reach out to you to coordinate that. And we have collaboration where we can coordinate a call and meet with the team. Um, but it really does start with the customer, right? Yeah. It goes back to the customer and understanding what area or domain would you like to establish proof of governance? And then if you say, okay, we want to go specifically to lending, we've brought in some AI, we've digitally transformed, we want to make quicker, faster credit decisions, but we really want to make sure that we're in compliance with 
our policies and the procedures. So now we're in that specific area of domain. And now we ask, okay, well, what policies exist in that area, right? So now we're starting with the policies and making sure we understand the intent of that policy. And then once you have the policies where you're looking to measure for effectiveness, then we go to the data. Okay. There's one thing that I will say about the data, because the way we have innovated Sybil, we have innovated Sybil's method to not be reliant upon personal identifying information, right? And so that's really important with, especially in the regulated industry that we are focusing on, that there is a way to establish proof of governance without having to have information that could create bias. Right. Yeah, I think that's very important. I remember you mentioning that earlier as well. There's no PII necessary. It's just the metadata. Right. Is it, did this transaction go through? Are we skipping a process? Yeah, that's very important. That's, I think that's a big sigh of relief for everyone, right? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Let's let's not add more risk. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. So, and I think it, it, it narrows even further the value that we are looking to create for a specific area of the business, right? You can go into, because proof of governance could be applied to any domain, right? But when you say we need value here right now, right? We have the ability to go in by domain, by policy. And so now what I'm saying is that you can have that tangible outcome for our customers. And that's so important to our team. I have an incredible team. I am not doing this alone. And so what is very unique about our team is we have all of these different backgrounds and experiences, but what is very special about the team is that we all care about the end result. We care about the human. And so we make decisions based off of that level of care and awareness. And we go in and we sit down with a, a customer and say, this is not something that we want to happen fast, right? Like we, we don't want you to choose this area fast. We want you to really think about where you want to serve better yeah. and we'll go that direction. Great. And thank you for mentioning the team. I've met the team and I echo your sentiments. It's a wonderful team and everybody's marching to the same drum and it's a wonderful effort and great advisors as well. So the whole organization... Yeah. Very happy with that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So we've covered a lot. It's, this is exciting. I want to give you the opportunity to discuss anything we didn't cover. Is there anything else you want to convey or anything to share that we didn't get to? No, I mean, we are, I think we have, we've covered, you know, who we are, what we do. I think as a takeaway, I want the audience to know that when they think of Sybil, they should think of proof of governance, yeah. right? proving your governance wellness. And how do we do that? We are very focused on helping you establish trust at all layers of your operations. And so the components that we have to do that is that unbiased independent analysis in real time and the automation of those governance wellness reviews prior to audit and exam. And so we're very systematic because we have to be, right? We're a governance company. So I give you those six steps, go back and listen to those six steps because they're really critical as you start to think about, oh, okay, where I could establish proof of governance. Where do I want to focus on that? We'll have that discussion with you and we'll listen to your priorities, right? But we're really excited to work with the credit union, you know, to help you as you're digitally transforming to be complementary to the outcomes that you'll create from that transformation. Great. 
Thank you for that wonderful summary. And yeah. thank you for again, mentioning governance wellness. I love that phrase. Yeah. And it's, it's one I'm going to use all the time now. Yes. <laughs> so listeners can reach out to me, of course, to talk more about Sybil and getting started, but how else can people get a hold of you? What else can you share there? Absolutely. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you'd like to reach out and have a conversation with me, talk governance, I'm happy to have that conversation. You can reach out, send me a connect, DM me, and I will respond. If you are looking to set up a demo or an introductory call, a discovery call with your compliance team to talk about your priorities for a proposal, reach out via our contact us form. On our main site, it's Sybil, S-Y-B-A-L.io, or you can shoot us over an email at info at Sybil.io, and we will respond. Perfect. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, we covered a lot today, Christine. And before we even recorded today, we were just talking and talking, yeah. and it's just so, <laughs> I could just do this forever. So we talked about how this is changing, exciting landscape. So this will not be the last time, of course, that we talk on this podcast. So I really look forward to doing this a second time. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be fun. To it. And so, thank you to your audience for being here and, yeah. and um, coming to learn about these different things. Again, I always go back to Sybil being of service to these seats. These seats are very special and they're necessary to help progress and move society forward. There's so many innovators out there innovating to assist with bringing over 5 billion people mm. equitably onto the digital trail, yeah. right? And yeah. so it takes a team. No, no one person can do it all. So thank you for what you all do. And I do look forward to hopefully connecting with some of your audience. Great. Thank you so much, Christine. Absolutely. Thank you. And to the listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of Ear and Perspectives. And we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. That's all for today's Ear and Perspectives. If you enjoyed the show and heard something useful, please do your friends and colleagues a favor and share this podcast with them. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Please contact me if you'd like to be a guest on this show or if I can help you or someone you know. I'm David Seibert, and you can find me on LinkedIn or at my website, davidseibertconsulting.com.